Hmm, that's weird. That's weird. Kind of weary me out. You are a sad, strange little man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Isn't that weird? That's weird, man. It's strange. What's up, campers? Welcome back to episode 91 of Camp Strange. I'm your camp counselor, Alex Tobin. And I'm your other camp counselor, David Stokes. And we're back to bring the spooky, wacky, weird, strange, and bloody. Ooh. Super scary, bloody. But before we get into our longer stories, we got to catch you up on any of the weird news you may have missed this week. And I will start as, I love this story right here. Oh, yeah? um, a five-year-old boy who was pulled over while driving his mom's car in Utah told the trooper he was on his way to California to buy a Lamborghini. hey That's pretty cool. So this, this five-year-old kid, um, I guess his car was driving on the freeway uh, north of Salt Lake City, and uh, the cop said that he saw this car driving. He's like, oh, this guy's like a drunk driver. So he pulled up, and he hit the sirens, and he's like, I'm going to need like an ambulance or like some, you know, somebody to like, help this guy because he seems really drunk. And then when the kid rolled down the window, it was like a five-year-old kid on the edge of the seat, like trying to like hit the pedals and stuff. And That's, uh, that's hard to play off. Once, well, I mean, once you see that, there's, it's pretty hard to convince him that you're 16 or older. Or I, we don't even know if he was drunk, too. See, that's the thing about these five-year-olds. They could get away with a lot of drunk driving because they're like, oh, you guys don't know how to drive, right? Yeah. He might have been drunk, too. We don't know Look at know him. He that. can't even walk, either. Oh, wait, no, he's five. <laughs> hmm. I don't know when I learned to walk. Was it five or six or something like that? I think it was like eight for me. I think it's different for everybody. Yeah, but um, safe to say. But apparently, uh, this five-year-old explained to the cop that he had taken the family's SUV after his mother refused to buy him a Lamborghini. Uh, um, I hate I hate moms when they won't buy <laughs> Lamborghinis. <laughs> I see. I went for the low bar. I was like, I want a Game Boy, and then they're like, No. Uh, so I jacked a plane and flew it to China, uh, Japan, to go get me some uh, Nintendo products. Fresh from but, the factory, uh, baby. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, and then uh, apparently his 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 idea was to drive to his sister's home in California, uh, and then he was gonna find a dealer and offer him his his life savings. And um, how much do you think his life savings was? Um, let's go twenty six bucks. Oh, you see, you you overshot. It's three dollars. Uh, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> and, uh, oh, so they, close. And this article also wanted to tell me uh, that the current list price for the cheapest Lamborghini on the market right now is $200,000, which I oh. actually thought it was going to be a lot more than that, to be honest. That's a shitty Lamborghini. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's like no muffler. The seats are made of uh, horse radish. <laughs> but um, and then the, the, the parents came and picked up the kid. I'm just kind of surprised that he knew what a Lamborghini was. He must have been playing some, like, Grand Theft Auto or something like that because... Well, well, well. Moza Motorsport. They don't use actual car names in Grand Theft Auto. Maybe Need okay. for Speed. Ooh. Okay. Or was it called, like, Moza? Was it, like, uh... Forza. Forza. Fuck. Yeah, Forza. That one. I never yeah. understood the hype behind Forza. It's hard. Every time I played, I just, I just explode. 
the people who like Forza are also the people who like like flight simulators and stuff like that. It's just like too real for me. Like I don't want to learn yeah. how to like I don't know how to uh, use a sh- uh, gear shifter in real life, a stick shift in real life. I'm not gonna learn to use it on a video game first. And you can't but. run people over in it. Where's the fun in that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can't be a five year old driving an SUV to California in that game. Oh, I um, wish we need to make a game about that. Where there, the controls also... are backwards and everything's fucked. <laughs> You're, you start off the, the the instructions that you have to drink ten beers before you play this game. <laughs> yeah. But um, there's also another game that just came out that was like a um, truck simulator. I just saw and like literally you just like you you plan trucking expedi- expeditions across like treacherous terrain. And I was like, oh yeah, damn it! It looks interesting, but I'm afraid I might get bored of that really quick. Yeah, they have Farm Simulator, where you just drive a tractor in circles. Yeah, they got everything now. They got Goat Simulator that's that's not the same. I've played Goat Simulator, actually. Yeah, yeah you just so fly around as a goat on it with a jetpack, and you destroy everything in a town. That's my exactly. type of game. That's yeah. my type of simulator. That's what we're anyway, looking you for. Got, <laughs> you got some more news for us, David? So I got a news story, and this one... Uh, it's in perfect timing because it is uh, Dennis Rodman's birthday, and it's our 91st episode, and that was his uh, jersey number at one point. Um, oh. So uh, Dennis Rodman describes Wild Night of Hotties and Vodka with Kim Jong-un. Ooh, I would love to be part of that conversation. Yeah, so for the people who are uh, unaware, the Kim, the, the Kim family... Is that right? Is that yes. do they? Because that's their last name is Kim, correct? Kit, last name first, first name greatest. Yeah. So the the <laughs> like yeah. a sprained ankle boy. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. No, um, it's so, a Drake joke, not a Kim joke. Yeah. No, I think I think some people got that one. I don't know how many Drake <laughs> fans we have listening. Um, <laughs> But uh, for the people who do not know, the Kim family of North Korea, um, their supreme glorious leaders they are huge basketball fans and they loved the uh the michael jordan era bulls team and so they've they've constantly tried to contact michael jordan to come to north korea just to like hang out he's declined um i believe scotty pippen declined uh steve kerr definitely declined um (laughs) horace grant probably never got the call but they uh they got a hold of dennis rodman knowing that the worm his nba nickname the worm He's known for being a little wild, and um, if anybody is unaware, and I'm sure everybody is more than aware, but at the moment, ESPN's been doing a 10-part documentary called The Last Dance that's about Michael Jordan's uh, final championship with the Bulls, which is just incredible. Um, So if you, not even people who like basketball, like people that don't like basketball have enjoyed the documentary. It's really well done. I've watched, so check I've watched that like out. the first two episodes and I actually did really like it. I mean, I, I didn't really yeah. follow like the bulls. I wasn't even like born yet, but like, I just know how like legendary yeah. they are. So it is a good documentary, but yeah. So, um, Dennis Rodman has been known from being like basically the, the, the one American that is allowed in North Korea at any time. And, he, he uh, just, he just like, he's like set up a big pile of dirt for me. Cause the worms coming. The worms are coming. Um, and uh, so here's a quote from Dennis saying, Next thing I know, we're having dinner and we are drunk as shit. He starts singing karaoke and I have no clue what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> that is, that's the uh, the hot quote in the middle of the article that's in like the huge text. 
<laughs> and then it says yeah. a uh, an 18-piece band of quote-unquote hot women came out and only played the theme song from the 1978 TV show Dallas. <laughs> I don't get it. They they hate America so much, but they love certain parts, and it makes me laugh so hard. It's like, yeah. what the fuck? You love Dallas? Why? <laughs> I know, I'm not even entirely sure I know what that song sounds like. I don't know either, actually. I didn't watch Dallas. I just know JR did it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we. Uh, I don't think we're alive. Jr. shot Dallas. somebody. I think that that was like the big thing on Dallas. Like who? Sh- oh no, who shot Jr. I don't know who shot Jr. Actually, so it wasn't. Maybe it was Jr. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rodman also says the politics. I didn't get involved with that. I came here to bring sports. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, North Korea also has their own like basketball league that has its own rules. Uh, which are also insane in their Pull own. Ice fighting. <laughs> I it has something to do with like in the last minute. It's like dunks are five points. A lot of North Koreans oh, dunking out there. Um, that'd be I think. Cool. I think there's like a four point line that's beyond the three point line. Um, there's a lot also of weird. It. Yeah, there's a lot of weird things. I can do maybe maybe next week. I can instead of news, I can bring up some of those facts or something. Sounds good to me. I, I'm. I think I might go start watching some North Korean basketball. If these are the, I'm liking both these rules so far. They make it sound yeah. good. Steroids are legal. Like I keep going. Yeah, I feel like the, it was like in the last minute, all points are doubled. One player gets a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be that'd be pretty cool. There's like yeah. a snitch type thing going on where like what like there's like a golden ball rolling around, and if you sh- if you make the golden ball, then you like you automatically win the game or something. Probably that that'd be cool. Hey, you know what? Respect to them for doing their own thing, right? Mm-hmm. They do a lot of that. Anyway, <laughs> well, is, that, is that the whole story of Dennis Rodman? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm Dallas. sure there are I'm sure there are so many stories of of the worm in North Korea. Oh my God! I bet they're amazing. I bet they're so weird. I bet Dennis Rodman was hoping that Kim Jong Un died, so he didn't. He didn't go and tell what Dennis Rodman <laughs> did in North Korea. Watch Dennis Rodman become the next supreme leader. <laughs> he's he's in his will as the, I give you North Korea. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Anyway, um, so I just have one little news story that oh no pun intended one little news story as former world shortest man regains his title and it's not that interesting he's two foot four and he he lost it to two shorter people um but like he won it in 2010 and then he lost it twice to two shorter people and then they both died so he just got it back and i say that's not really a title you know that's I mean, it is a title. He's still the survival man, baby. Like, it's true. I was like, he's like just the right height, where you can't, where you're not dying too early. So he found that little sweet spot in there. Two foot four people. That's the sweet spot. If you want, I want, the title, I want, I want everybody to actually sit there and think about how tall two foot four is. Uh, like that's that's insane. That's like two of my shoes. <laughs> That's two and a, that's two my and a half feet. of your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Not even. It, oh that's insane. God. It's re- it's really crazy. I just mean like he's holding an ice cream cone in this picture and it's big. I mean it I looks like wanna... a big it looks like a big ice cream cone no matter what, but I mean it looks real big right now. I want to sh- I want to see Shaq holding him. 
Then I'll really oh, get really get the those picture. are my favorite pictures. Like Shaq holding a Coke can. World's shortest man, world's tallest man standing next to each other. Oh, they're so fun. Those are always good. It's so fun. Anyway, that wasn't really my news story. My news story was that um, IKEA China reminds people not to masturbate in stores. So, it's so damn hard, though. Have you seen the I, scenery? I mean, you get lost in there. When you're lost for too long, you get a little horny. You get a little hungry. You're going to deal with the horny situation first before you start eating the fake fruit on the table. You know, those dioramas, but, those fake rooms they set up, you just feel like you're at home. And what do you do when it, you're at home? You just start <laughs> ripping them off. You start pulling the mom. Start tossing the it? sauce, huh? <laughs> I'm trying to think of uh, I'm trying to think of IKEA brand uh, uh, furniture. Uh, like you know, mom. My room's all mom. I got like decked out in mom. Oh. Then they got like Schnorgishnerd. You know, like the, yeah. the Swedish names on the side, Norwegian names on the side. You yeah, know, they're pretty crazy. But um, yeah. So after a video of um, a woman masturbating in an Ikea. was not expecting a woman to be doing this, by the way. This is Hey, this had, women this masturbate man- too, buddy. True, true. But in, in public, this has man written all over it. So, yes, so, it does. So um, apparently it, it went viral. I'm guessing it was, she, was t- she was a part of one of them websites that, uh, they, that likes to do it in public. Yeah, and one of those they- websites. You know the ones. <laughs> So and it went viral in China, and then China took the video down. And the statement of the Swedish furniture store said that they would like to uh, take even more careful security and public cleanliness measures, and ask customers to browse stores in an orderly and civilized way because they didn't want anybody masturbating in their stores anymore. But that's not an I IKEA that's that fair. I want to. No, that's not an IKEA I want to go to. You know, I don't need a tyrannical yeah. IKEA. I'm here to pick out furniture, pay you money, good money, and masturbate in your store. And if you're not going to let me masturbate while I eat my Swedish meatballs, which I hear are made of horse. I don't know if anybody's else heard those rumors. I haven't, but if they are, horse is delicious. I'm going to take my money to Target brand that falls apart just a little bit quicker than Ikea brand. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the material might feel nicer, but, you know, it's just not going to last. It's true. And you know what's weird? It really just depends on which section of the store you're masturbating in that 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 really can ruin you. Cuz if you're yeah. in like the if you're in like the bedroom section you're fine, but if they find me in the crib, I'm fucked. The <laughs> <laughs> old crib jerker. <laughs> <laughs> they always oh, catch already, me next to the bucket of spatulas. I just, I just got canceled. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, uh, do you have one more news story for us? No, oh, I got a good one right here. Company sells fake muscles and boobs for people's Zoom <laughs> dates. <laughs> yes. Wait, wait. So like you wear them like uh, under your shirt, like uh, yep. George Michael in Arrested Development. Exactly like that. <laughs> it uh, on That's the so- article. The article has a photo of the muscle suit, and I'm pretty sure it's identical to the one George Michael wore in the. Uh, <laughs> And is it the creation of man? Yeah, the, he, uh, yeah. He was wearing the bodysuit from the play. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so <laughs> funny. It's crazy that people would spend money on that when, like, the ultimate goal is to, unless you're gonna do like a catfish thing, I don't know, where you just talk online for like eight years and don't send a picture and don't phone call. Like, I don't know how anybody falls into that, but. Um, oh man, you need to watch goal. Ninety Day Fiance. Holy oh, shit! Apparently, apparently. but um. 
yeah, the ultimate goal is to is to meet the person in real life. And if like you just don't have those things anymore, like that's not having big muscles or big boobs is so much better than pretending you do and then showing up and being like, I lied to you and be like, oh, this person's a crazy person. You telling me my hunk was a total <laughs> wimp? <laughs> oh, oh, I can't wait for our first date to move your refrigerator out of your second story apartment. <laughs> oh, I have a, I have some news to tell you, by the way. I hired a oh. crew. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that would not be good. But uh, that's fucking crazy. Do, do we know prices, though? Just like for, you know. Oh, for you know, I just. Unrelated reasons, prices. Um, I'm looking and I'm not seeing any price. Okay, so now we here we have the virtual date breast enlargements. Um, they they're silicone breasts that I believe it's like a sticky bra for the people who know what sticky bras are. Those like the, you know, women wear them I'm when they don't want to wear a full bra. It's like okay. a it's like a silicone thing that's sticky on one side and just sticks to you. And okay. um, it does have a five star review. Okay. And uh. The headliner says, hey, eyes, come here, and they sell, <laughs> you know, obviously this is something that comes in sizes, so I would assume the smaller size would be uh, 46, 75, strange to add the 75 in there, and uh, the larger set ones are 66, 63, 63 cents, interesting. Okay, see, but the interesting thing about that is, like, they already have push-up bras and, and padded bras and stuff like that. I'm more interested in the muscle situation. Yeah, I want to see. Like, I want to see how like, I can turn into a bigger hunk. There's like, oh, they just section the boob parts up into muscles. <laughs> it's just a bodysuit made of leftover boob parts. The best part about the bodysuit is the little, the little tie back on the behind the neck. It's the how do you tie that Ooh. knot? It's like a, it's like a nice. It's like a bikini. It's like a bikini thing. He's like ties it behind the neck, kind of. Oh yeah. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, I'm going to go save up 75 bucks and get myself a summer body. And oh, if yeah. you guys want to do the same, I suggest you do it now. 75 uh, bucks for the gym membership or for the body suit? Yeah, Ooh. when those beaches open, who wants to be the first weirdo out there scaring everybody with their fake muscles? <laughs> I'm just out there wearing freak. the boob, boob section. <laughs> People are like, oh, okay. <laughs> this guy did That wrong. guy got an octopus attached to his chest? What is that? Hey, sir, you have a jellyfish on you. <laughs> you anyway. got two of them right on your nipples, son. <laughs> okay, well, I think we're caught up on any news, so let's get into these longer stories. But before we do, we got to tell you about Spring Hill Jack and how it's the best coffee in the game. And if you like coffee, you're probably going to like Spring Hill Jack. So why don't you go check them out at springhilljack.coffee and just get it over with. Go buy yourself some good coffee, some quality coffee, because you're tired of drinking the old shitty stuff. So, just get uh, it over with. They'll be painless. <laughs> okay, and uh, yeah, that's springhilljack.coffee, so go check them out. Okay, well, let's get into these stories now. Now, David, we've talked about ghoulies, ghosts, monsters, and killers over the years on this podcast, but one of the heaviest hitters to scare historians has yet to be covered. With somewhere between 80 and 650 bodies on her record, this noble is said to be one of the most prolific serial killers to ever exist. But what if she wasn't a killer at all? That is why we must discuss the true story of Elizabeth Bathory, the Blood Countess. 
Now, I think we brought up Elizabeth Bathory before when we discussed Bloody Mary. Okay. That's what it was. I was trying to figure out when I talked about her last, but it was Bloody Mary. And actually, at the beginning of this podcast, somebody recommended that I check her out, but I didn't want to cover it yet because I was like, oh, that's too heavy. And a lot of people cover Elizabeth Bathory, and a lot of people know about her already. But then when I started reading into her, I was like, hmm, this is a a little bit more interesting than I thought because there's some things that I didn't know about the case. So Yeah, um, we, we weren't desperate enough for the heat yet. No, no, we were going deeper cuts like uh, I think David's got today. <laughs> David's got a deeper cut today that uh, you guys should stick around for. So, oh, thank um, you. <laughs> so Elizabeth Bath- Bathory was born in 1560 to a very wealthy, prominent, and noble family in Hungary that controlled land uh, in Hungary, Poland, Lithuania, and Romania. So the Bathory's... Um, they controlled like a lot of land in those different countries, which is kind of weird in itself. But you know, 1560, it was a little bit more of the, as they say, the wild Eastern Europe. <laughs> but, um, but it, out of all of them, uh, out of all the areas where of course did they have in Romania? That's right. They had Transylvania. They had to have Ooh. Transylvania if you're going to be creepy as fuck. And that lies within central Romania. And it's kind of interesting because I never knew where Transylvania actually was. Like, I knew if somebody goes, oh, it's in Romania, I'd be like, okay. But I always just think of Transylvania as, like, its own thing and not that it's, yeah. like, within a country. I'm just like, oh, it's unincorporated territory where vampires roam around. Like, it's not a yeah, real you forget place. It's a real, yeah, you forget it's a real place. You always think it's just, like, a, an Atlantis or some shit. Which yeah, Atlantis is, mythical. it is real. It is real. But <laughs> wow. you know what I mean. You're kind of going back on what you've preached in the past. No, 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 no. You know, it's obviously real. I'm just saying that it's not for our mortal eyes. It's not like a clean Arby's. I don't think those exist. No, no those don't exist. <laughs> so, but God doesn't those curly fries. <laughs> so, being born into a noble family meant that first off, the Bathories were very protective of their power and prominence. And as we all know from other noble families, England, the only way to keep your power and prominence from diluting is to what, David? Uh, keep fucking each other. Exactly. Keep the blood in the family. To marry within the pure bloodline, which ultimately meant that Elizabeth was a product of incestuous relations. Um, and her parents were actually first cousins. So that's... You know, Lovely. a little alarming, you know, first off, not a you don't start off great. You know, you're going to you're going to have some issues right there. And because of the close blood ties, shortly after birth, Elizabeth was diagnosed with falling sickness, which just meant that she suffered from multiple sh- uh, seizures caused by epilepsy, which in reality was caused by inbreeding. So they didn't really have a name for it, but she basically just had epilepsy and they called it falling sickness because I'm guessing you would fall over, you know, go into a seizure if uh if if one came on so um due to her horrible seizures she had to undergo different treatments to try and cure her sickness and one treatment actually this is a lot of people will talk about this in a second but a lot of people thought this was maybe the start of her odd behavior in her later years but one such treatment consisted of rubbing blood um of a non-sufferer a non-sufferer on the lips of an epileptic or giving the epileptic a mix of non-sufferer's blood to drink as well as a piece of skull. Oh, so love, that's, love a little chip of skull. Yeah, I didn't get how the chip of skull came in. Is it like uh, we're giving you the guacamole, you could have the chip too, you know? You need to scoop it the just, blood it, with something. 
it couldn't be that easy. No. We had to make it a little more difficult. (laughs) Oh, yeah, exactly. So some some believe that this treatment in itself was responsible for her actions to come in later years, but it was never, it has never been proven as her true intention. So a lot of people thought that maybe her murders or the weird stuff she would do with blood was maybe her trying to fix her illness in her later years, but no one, she's never officially said this or it's never been proven, but it's a lot of speculation due to the, you know, the times. So, Although her childhood was difficult due to inbreeding, she turned out to be exceptionally intelligent, uh, learning Latin, German, Hungarian, and Greek. But of course, uh, who has the time for learning when you have to get engaged at age 10 to a 14-year-old boy from another noble family for an alliance? Um, but, you know, at least it's not incest again. You know, that would have been... I think they kind of figured out that, like, maybe the seizures were from the incest, so they're like... Maybe this one we should let her marry without, you know, through a different family to to, to not have, like, a another falling sickness baby, you know? Yeah, it is – I got to say it is interesting. Um, obviously, I'm not saying incest is a good thing. That's a horrible thing. But it is interesting <laughs> how, uh, like, through time, like, incest has proven that it, like, fucks up the offspring. You know what I mean? Like, isn't that weird that, like, for whatever reason, we were not intended to reproduce with, like, our own family? Yeah, it's. I think it's, like, nature's way. I mean, I don't really know, the obviously, the, the science behind it, even though we are men of science. I don't yes, really we are know. men of science. This science is, I, I, miss this, I miss this day of schooling. But, um, yeah, it's, like, nature's way of being, like, oh, you need to procreate with, you know, somebody – yeah, it's weird. Like the the gene pool just like conflicts with each other, and they go, "This is like too similar" or something. I don't really get how yeah. how those sicknesses and ailments, and you know, even uh, deformities. Like, there's a lot of deformities involved in that too. You know, we talked about the yeah. Hasberg chin. The Hasberg chin is like basically just a protruded chin that became it's an abnormal chin because of inbreeding and stuff like that. Yeah, um, which is crazy. And she's ten, and this kid's fourteen, so it's like. I don't know. They're engaged and they're going to wait a few years before they get married. But still, like, what the fuck? But it was all so much more common back then. Like, inbreeding was not weird, as we saw in, like, Game of Thrones. I mean, it was a little yep. weird then. Historical. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't, like, accepted. But, like, even in, like, um, a lot of old historian, uh, <clears throat> a lot of old historic tales, like, inbreeding was just how noble families did it because they didn't trust anybody else. So, um, Elizabeth was engaged to Ferenc. <laughs> yes, Ferenc Nadasdai in a political arrangement to combine uh, aristocracies. But since Elizabeth and her family were in a higher social standing, she did not have to change her last name, having Ferenc take her surname of Bathory. And this story would be very empower- empowering like you know, to women if she didn't end up becoming the world's most prolific serial killer, which I suppose is still empowering to some people. It's pretty cool. Some people really like that. You know, but it's cool that like, at the time that she was like, um, yeah, I'm refusing to take your last name. You're taking Bathory. And he's just like, yes, my lady, you know, mm-hmm. kind of crazy. So, well, even though she was politically engaged, um, that did not stop Elizabeth from following her true heart's desire, which ultimately ended with her getting pregnant by a young peasant boy when she was just 13 years old. 
I don't well, know how old the peasant boy was, but hopefully around the same age. But I yeah, you hope so. I also didn't know that you could get pregnant at thirteen, which is fucking terrifying and scary and horrible. But well, I mean, um, every everybody's different. But yeah, true. We are men of science. Um, uh, <laughs> according to the legend, um, when the baby was born, it was given to a local woman who was a friend of the Bathory's, um, so they could raise the baby. And for the peasant boy who got her pregnant, well, it was said that um, 17-year-old Ferenc, you know, her, her then-husband, who was 17 then, um, ordered the peasant boy to be castrated and then torn to pieces by dogs. Uh, that sounds like a fun weekend activity. So, I mean, it just kind of goes back to Game of Thrones, how, like, you know, shit like that happened back then. And this oh, is yeah. what happens when a 17-year-old gets mad. He either tears you apart with dogs or he drives your car to California to go get a Lamborghini. Yeah, so. yeah they're so unpredictable. <laughs> so I um, hate my 17-year-old son. <laughs> um. So, but my do- his dog hates me more, so I'm terrified of both of them. So, so, uh, four years after their engagement, um, Elizabeth and Ferenc were married in front of 4,500 guests that attended the wedding. So, uh, he was, um, 19 at the time and she was 15 or something like that. Something around those, you know, around that age, still a little weird. So, um, but soon after Elizabeth and Ferenc moved into a new castle given to them as a wedding gift from Ferenc's mother. David, this is, this is what you should be putting on your registry for your wedding. I'm just saying. New I, I want castle. a whole castle. I want a castle. One whole castle, please. Keep your checks and your silverware. I, want I don't a want a vacuum. Castle. I want a castle. Three toasters. That's not going to Actually, I do need three toasters for my castle. So Yeah. So their new castle was adjacent to 17 villages that they uh, had rule over. But of course, the rule of the villagers quickly fell to Elizabeth alone because Ferenc, the head uh became he became the head of the Hungarian troops leading them in uh leading them uh, in war against the Ottomans in the Long War. So Elizabeth was now fully in charge of the estate while her husband was away and was apparently a pretty good leader, even with the castle being near the Ottoman border, meaning that it was a very dangerous area. So the, the castle was, I guess, pretty close to like the front line of like the border between the Ottomans and the, um, and the Hungarians. But she would... Uh, she would like protect her 17 villages like pretty well. And it was said that Elizabeth actually uh, intervened numerous times between villagers and invading Ottoman soldiers. Uh, and she would settle disputes and aid her people when like uh, things would go like really wrong with the opposing army, which is like pr- you said cool. aid, right? Yes. What do you think I said? I thought you said eight. Well, we <laughs> you don't said know. She ate her people. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a little bit later on, but uh, yeah, we'll get into that. So, yeah. um, during the long war uh, and various returns of Ferenc, so um, during this long war, Ferenc would like return from the front lines and just like hang out at home. And when a big battle was coming up, he would go back out. Uh, so during the long war, the couple ended up having four children over the years. And were mostly the children were mostly raised by governesses of the castle, which I guess is like a midwife nanny type thing guy going on. Um, yeah. 
But Elizabeth was raised the exact same way, uh, apparently. Her parents gave her to the governesses that raised her because I guess the noble people didn't have time for them children. So um, everything seemed to be going well until 1601 when Ferenc began to suffer from uh, debilitating pain in his legs from an unknown cause. And two years later, by 1603, he became permanently disabled and uh, a year after that, he died at the age of 48 after 29 years of marriage to Elizabeth. Uh, now that Ferenc was gone, though, rumors began to spread within the kingdom about what was actually happening within those castle walls. Rumors of torture, sacrifice, and murder. So, you know, when, uh, when the cat's away, the mice come out to play, as they say. So once Ferenc oh, died, yeah. I think she was like, Oh fuck! Like, I could definitely like. I think she was already dabbling in what was going on, but I think now she was like, "Oh, I'll go into like full blown effect." And also, there's no guy with an army if I start to make accusations about this lady who could possibly be murdering people. You know, there's no, not as much as a threat anymore. You know, you're not coming after somebody's wife. So. Yeah. A local Lutheran minister went to the courts to complain that these rumors uh, that these rumors be investigated by the authorities. And after some time, his demands were met as the Palatine of Hungary, which was the highest ranking office in Hungary. It's kind of like the I'm guessing like the FBI or like, you know, CIA okay. or something. Yeah. Um, was sent in to investigate the matter. And the Palatine sent two notaries in March of 1610 to the castle to collect evidence and obtain the testimony from over 300 witnesses. What they ended up finding was much worse uh, than the rumors than the rumors they had speculated. Um, so, according to the testimonies, Bathory had been bringing young, beautiful girls to her castle for various reasons, and then murdering them for reasons unknown to the villagers as well. It was also said that Bathory's initial victims were servant girls aged 10 to 14 years old who were the daughters of local peasants, many of whom were lured to the castle by offers of well-paid work as maids and servants in the castle. So basically they're just like, hey, we're doing like internships, paid internships at the castle if you want to be like a servant or like a helper, out, like a maid around the castle, which at the time... That was like pretty nice. Yeah, exactly. That was like if like Coca Cola moved into your town and opened up a big factory, and everyone's like, "This is the economy. Everybody works at Coca Cola because they pay well, and they're always there, and they give like half the town jobs." So like, I think she was just staffing like a bunch of local villagers. So when your ten, fourteen year old daughter has the opportunity to like have a pretty good life, but making money and like living at that castle, you're probably like, "Yeah, it's better than working out in the field and like breaking your back or like doing other horrible jobs." So walking around in there. shit. <laughs> Just walking around in shit. Go pull the turnip. That's... I gotta pull this potato out of the shit. <laughs> Go back to the shit fields. So oh, I got a shitty potato to cook up tonight. <laughs> That's not a potato. That's a hunk of shit. Oh no. That's a oh, petrified I'm, hunk of I'm, shit, darling. I'm. I'm in quite a pickle. That's not a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> so later, um, Bathory uh, is said to have begun killing daughters of lesser nobles. So now she was going from peasant children or children of peasants to children of 
lesser nobles so like nobles that were like you know in between her and the peasants probably who were um and these children were sent to the castle by their parents to learn courtly etiquette from a higher noblewoman so it's it's kind of the same thing where you're like oh you want a master class in how to be a noblewoman like send your daughter here so they were just sending their kids there and they like just weren't coming back so when the supply of young women wasn't enough though for elizabeth abductions were said to have occurred as well so then she just began stealing any young girl she could get her hands on just snatching them up yeah out in the poop turnip fields so they're like miss bathory i found you a young girl that's not a young girl (laughs) it's it's another (laughs) hunk of shit it's just a big old hunk of shit. They weren't that smart back then, guys. You didn't know. We didn't have the encyclopedias to know, like, this is a girl. This is a hunk of shit. Okay? They this didn't have potatoes. This is a pickle that's a hunk of shit. You don't know. Everything kind of looked like a hunk of shit back then. So, they all kind of taste the same, too. <laughs> probably, honestly. So <laughs> um, the atrocities described uh, most consistently. See, like I said. Bathory had never admitted to this, any of this. So what we have are a lot of legend and a lot of rumors and witnesses saying that these things happen. But even then, this story was like a legend or a rumor. So like we don't know what is true, but the stuff that was described most consistently, which didn't mean that she did it, just meant that like the rumors were out there. Um, included severe beatings, burning or mutilation of hands, biting the flesh off the faces, arms, and other body parts, freezing or starving to death, and the use of uh, needles was also mentioned by the collaborators in court, and there uh, were many suspected forms of torture carried out by Bathory, uh, according to the Budapest City Archives, where the girls were burned with long tongs and then placed in freezing cold water. And uh, they were also covered in honey and live ants, um, another horrible torture. And Bathory was also suspected of cannibalism and or drinking the blood of her victims. So all of those things were speculated i think i'll go into this a little bit later but they were speculated because of bodies that were found around the area that were in unmarked graves um rumors and then some people were eyewitnesses within the castle and they said that they saw this stuff happen but then they kind of flip-flopped on the story where they're like it happened or they said it didn't happen. And then later they said it did happen. And then people were like, it was because they were nervous that they were next to be tortured because they were working at the place. So it's really hard to say if any or all of these are true, but there were like instances where they said that they sprayed them with, they threw buckets of water on them outside in the freezing snow. Like you said, there's pieces of them missing. A lot of people, uh, bodies were found like burn marks on them or, you know, uh, hands mutilated and whatnot but that could have easily been other people killing people and burying them out in the woods as well but it is very strange that these these young girls did not return from her castle or whatever what happened to them you know what i mean a little suspicious yeah and also there was a huge rumor about bathing in blood 
like I said, like uh, the drinking. You need of the, a lot of blood for that. Yeah, but they they're also saying that like that is more of a rumor than even all of these. That like people didn't even say like she bathed in the blood, but they said that she might have been drinking it because of like the illnesses that she suffered from and whatnot. But they said that the bathing in the blood was actually more of a legend, which it still might have been true because they said she bathed in the blood in order to stay young. She was obsessed with being young and she got young girl blood and then bathed in it. But they said that that was like a legend that formed over the years as well. So who knows if that's even true? So all these speculations of murder and torture were not witnessed firsthand, but found much later when bodies will be found in unmarked graves, like I said, or various different locations. Many family members also came forward and said that after their children were sent to the castle, they were never seen again. And Elizabeth had no solid reasoning to defend herself. It was also stated that she killed not only in her own castle, but at many other family castles in different countries as well. When Elizabeth was arrested, it was said that she was caught in the act with a young girl covered in blood. But it turns out that this story is more likely more rumor than fact as well. Um, Elizabeth and four other servants were arrested and accused of being accomplices. So the four uh, servants were arrested and they're like, oh, you helped her, you know, either get these girls in or helped her torture, which like. Most likely, if these tortures did exist, these four people definitely did do that because you're not going to say no to the woman who's like, yo, you got to help me torture this person. Be like, I'm not saying no to you. Like, I know it's going to happen. Yeah. I'm the one who's going to be in those chains next. So, yeah, you don't want to be who you don't be the next one on the roster, you know, on the chopping block. So, Mm. um, the trial was quick as three servants were sentenced to death and one for life imprisonment, but Elizabeth was a more complicated case. See, the family begged for her not to be publicly executed as it was um, cause for too much scandal for the ruling family that was unaware of her behavior. So basically, they're like, you're basically punishing the whole Bathory family by bringing her up there and like stating her name and defaming the family when we denounce uh like these this behavior and we weren't aware of this behavior which they might have been um but we don't want her publicly publicly executed because we're too powerful and when you got power and money you could probably you know you could swing that kind of stuff so um they begged and the guy's like okay we're not going to publicly execute her so their next option was to send her to a nunnery you know where nuns are but oh yeah but (laughs) but after the word spread of her love of killing peasant women they decided against that as well they're like oh yeah why the hell are we going to send her to a place that only has women you know so they're like Uh okay don't send her to a nunnery so what they ended up deciding was to keep her under strict house arrest within the castle and she would be contained within a room with boarded up windows and no sunlight for the rest of her days but then there's also rumors that like that wasn't completely true and that she actually had full reign around the castle and she just could like walk everywhere she wanted but she just wasn't allowed like outside the castle grounds you know what i mean yeah which which does seem more likely if if you're you're being held in a castle that your family runs you're like yeah okay just you could walk around the halls like who cares it's too hard to keep her in the room anyway so she would spend three years within this room until one night she complained to her bodyguard that her hands felt cold. The bodyguard told her to go lie down and rest, but by the next morning she was found dead at the age of 54. 
Um, that's a good. That's a good. That's a long. That's a good long life in those times. Yeah, exactly. I think her husband died at forty eight, and he died from like a a debilitating disease that like they didn't know what it was. So like she lived like a pretty long life, surprisingly, and like only three years after that died. And who knows? Like she might have died from just like you know all the stress of like all that or not being able to kill anymore. Like maybe that was what kept her. She needed more blood, but it was very weird. Like maybe. It is possible that if she suffered from a disease where she, oh God, what's his name? There's a disease that um, it's like almost like a form of body dysmorphia where you feel like you don't have enough blood in your body or that your uh, bones are turned around or that your skull is turned around in your head and stuff like that. You feel that your, your bones aren't and your body isn't like correct. And there's a really famous serial killer named oh my god i can't remember his name richard something i'll think of it in a second but (laughs) yeah um, i can't i have no idea what the fuck you're talking about (laughs) yeah well this this guy he was like a crazy serial killer who would like kill rabbits and drink their blood and then he started killing people and drinking their blood because he had a mental disability where he uh he thought that he didn't have enough blood in his body and that his bones were all turned around so it could be possible that she was suffering from this as well and by not getting the blood that she needed it was actually having a effect on her mental state and then her mental state had an effect on her body and it might have killed her early you know so yeah. the so, body's weird like that yeah i'll, I'll look it up I'll, I'll think of the name in a second after i'm done with the story but i have one more paragraph so she was buried in the local church cemetery shortly after but due to a huge uproar by the locals she was moved to the bathory family crypt in X said hungary so when she got buried in the church cemetery he was like fuck this like she killed like basically our whole town or like you know half of all the 17 villages like we don't want her buried near us like this is an insult so they they moved her to uh the bathory family crypt and the location of her body though is still unknown as there are no stones in the church or castle that bear markings of her name so like oh shit yeah so people don't really know where her body is they just believe it's like somewhere in the in the crypt somewhere so the most interesting thing about this case is that the legend always stated that there was a journal found in her room with all the names of the missing girls and then some. So basically she was like, you know, I, like I didn't do this. And then they found a journal with every single girl's name that was like missing. And then like a ton of other girls names. That's why they say 80 bodies to 600 and something bodies because they weren't like sure if the names in the journal were people who she killed if they're victims she wanted to get like what was what was going on but yeah um the journal was never really solidified uh oh i'm sorry um it says uh found in a room with all the names of the missing girls and then some which really solidified her guilt in the crimes if it did exist but in reality it seems that the journal is more legend than fact apparently they're they're saying that you know it may not be real that it was like something that was you know a ghost story add on later and i don't know if it's true or not you know because all that history is sometimes hard to to keep down like sometimes if yeah. the bathory family found that I would have burnt it to not like blemish our oh, name. Oh fuck yeah! You know, so <laughs> yeah, I would have burnt that shit real quick. Yeah, exactly. So most of all, the evidence, uh, most of all the evidence was rumors or circumstantial evidence with a couple eyewitnesses that may not be a hundred percent credible, which means that Elizabeth Bathory may not be as vicious as history remembers her. It is likely that she did abuse, torture, and kill her servants and guests. 
I'd say that's pretty highly likely because of the girls gone missing that keep going to her place. That's really hard to, you know, say, you know, sweep under the road. Exactly. But is it, but it is also a possibility that she may be innocent due to lack of hard evidence at the time. I guess there's really no way of knowing in the end because sometimes the truth is the truth is lost to time while the legend takes hold and spins its own bloody truth. And that's the end of the story of Elizabeth Bathory. Yeah, I'd never heard of that one. Oh, I didn't really? know that one at all. I mean, yeah. it really doesn't help the whole Transylvania. Her family, part of her family lived in Transylvania. She might have killed some people in Transylvania. But um, she was mostly in Hungary, actually, not Romania. So, yeah. Um, what was the, you know, I'm just going to look up Richard Serial Killer. Richard not, Ramirez? It's not Richard Ramirez. It's not Richard Allen Davis. Not Richard Speck. Um, you Boy, know there's what? a lot of Richard killers. If you start talking, you tell your story, I'll, I will find it. Uh, Richard right. drank blood. <laughs> Is Richard <laughs> drank blood? I feel like you're going to find some, I like, found it. some like, student short film. Nope, it was Richard Chase. He was a serial, okay. ki- he was a serial killer in Sacramento. In uh, They're always in Sacramento, huh? There's a couple of them in Sacramento. The, he was called the Vampire of Sacramento, but yeah, he yeah. Uh, he he drank Nasty. he drank his victims' blood and he and he ate their he ate remains and stuff like that. There's a really gross part where apparently at one of the murder scenes they found um, like uh, all like the, the whole dead family and then there was like a a used yogurt cup that was found next to the bodies and he had like been using the used yogurt cup to like drink their blood. It was disturbing, oh. dude. If you're going to drink someone's blood, at least get, like, a beautiful golden chalice. Yeah, goblet, right? Like, why are you Coward. doing a, a Yo-Play cup? <laughs> Was it a Go-Gurt? <laughs> He's like, I can't get the blood in the tube. If you want blood on the go, you should get the Go-Gurt tube, right? Exactly. Or just an IV bag, right? I mean, a blood bag, right? <laughs> That's the ultimate Go-Gurt. Delicious. That's what he called Go-Gurt. But that's the wide mouth gogur. <laughs> maybe uh maybe I'll cover Richard Chase soon, you know. He's a very interesting case, so Yeah, definitely do that. Okay, well let's hear it, David. Well, uh, today folks, we're going to have another uh classic episode where uh, <laughs> our our two topics could not be further apart from each other. <laughs> but isn't isn't that fun? <laughs> well, <laughs> Once again, for the second week in a row, I'm going to do my story on a topic that I said I would do from the previous week. But because, you know, I am a whiskey man, and a whiskey <laughs> man is a man of his word, as long as he can remember what it is that he said, uh, I'm going to do that story. So sit down, listen in, but be warned, if you have chorophobia, maybe skip this one. Ooh, what's chorophobia, David? Well, it's funny you ask because the next sentence in my next paragraph was, <laughs> now what is chorophobia, you ask? It is a phobia with the definition of extreme or or irrational fear of clowns. Ooh. Which, uh, yeah, which much like any other phobia or most phobias would sound silly to people who do not suffer from such fears. But believe it or not, if you are one of these clown hating, hot blooded, bleeding Americans, uh, you are not alone because nearly 8% of Americans share the same fear of clowns. 8% of America. 
Yeah, it's terrified of clowns. See, you know what the thing is? I think that there's some fakers in there because there's some people who saw like the oh, movie yeah. It and they're like, I hate clowns because it's the cool thing to hate. You know, it's like, yeah. Oh, it's like the guy who's like, what's your fetish? And he's like, I have a foot fetish because it's a cool fetish to have. It's so popular. Loser. Everyone's like, oh, cool Be fetish. original. Yeah, be like toenails. And you're like, cool, you know. Oh, I want them toenails. More specific. I hate the clown makeup, not the clown itself. Yeah. <laughs> now you're just being, you're just being greedy. <laughs> anyway, let's hear about them clowns, though. Well, so uh, what are some of the symptoms of uh, of uh, calrophobia? Um, so suffering from the phobia and uh, getting the chilly willies from a creepy clown movie all the, um, are very different from each other. Oh, okay. They are. Uh, so although researchers have found that portrayals of clowns as terrifying and uh, shown as dark, evil characters have contributed directly to the increased fear of the phobia of clowns. Oh, yeah. I heard Stephen King got a bunch of hate mail after he made It. Yeah. So I, I, mean, I don't doubt it. Yeah, apparently, like, the whole clown community was like, what the fuck's your problem? And he's like, what? And they're like, why do you make a clown like the evil guy? Everybody, like, is scared of clowns now, you know? Yeah, I wonder if, um, like, when the real phobia started. If it, it, it couldn't have started with it, but well, it could have. Well, there was somebody before that, but I didn't want to cover it if you're going to cover it. Do you know who I'm talking about? Probably. He, so why don't we maybe talk about it later? Yeah. If I don't cover it, then you can bring it up. Okay. So uh, people who suffer from the phobia experience not all but some of these symptoms. Uh, nausea, panic anxiety, sweating or sweaty palms, shaking, dry mouth, mom spaghetti. feeling of dread, mom spaghetti, uh, feeling of dread, difficulty breathing, increased heartbeat, and intense emotions such as screaming, crying, or becoming angry at the sight of the object, which is a clown. Mm. So those okay. are some of the uh, defying symptoms. So please do not listen um, to this if it will give you deep distress. Now let's talk about the weirdly deep world of clowns. See, wait, are, so, is, uh, it, is it talking about clowns can cause this, or is it just seeing the clowns? I'm sure talking about it could 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 <laughs> bother Flash, people flashbacks. that are severely... The great, yeah. the great Clown War of 1612? <laughs> <laughs> Never forget about that. So, uh, first up, we've got a classic, the white face clown, which, uh, is incredibly offensive name to me personally. <laughs> I don't know how you feel. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie to you, David. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like where this is going at all. So, uh, right off the bat, we are diving into, uh, one of these clowns that have subclasses of its own, uh, it's own, I don't want to call it a race, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> because the white face clown has two major different types, and that would be the white face clown and the classic white face clown. Two oh. very different things. Okay. So the classic, the classic refers to the I'm gonna fuck it up. It's French. The pirouette character, okay. which is like the old timey, like very serious, dramatic clown, uh, like which are typically like. All white. Is he like a? Does he have like a frown, or is he just like just like regular mouth? Because I know a lot of so French clowns the, are sad. 
Yeah, I think I think the original, um, the pirouette or whatever you call it. Um, I think that they are very emotional and sad. Like okay. I think it's it's not so much of a funny thing. It's more of like a dr- dramatic kind of thing. Kind of like a um, like a weird mime or something, you know, like a, like uh, a yeah. sad mime smoking a cigarette, and you're like, oh, is this theater or what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then there's also just the plain old white face clown, which refers to the buffoonish clown known for, um, known as being a comedy clown or a grotesque white face clown. (laughs) Uh, these, these would be the ones that have grotesquely, yeah, grotesquely, uh, emphasized features, especially like a red nose, red mouth, red hair. Um, this is like the typical type of clown that most people imagine when they think of clowns due to one of the most famous clowns, Bozo the Clown. Oh, I know Bozo the Clown. Damn right you do. Everybody does. <laughs> so white face clowns cover their faces in white makeup and their body in oversized clothing. But most importantly, massive fucking shoes. They just got some big old shack level dogs. Yeah, I guess that is like the whole thing where like you said, uh, emphasize features. So I guess like big nose, big feet, big pants, big, big shirt. Big smile. They paint, you know, they paint the red around the mouth and like in an upward. So it looks like they have a, a permanent smile, even their mouth's closed. Now, um, what's in that big, what's in those big pants? Who knows? Oh, baby. I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> not while we're, I, I am not even at the, 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 the start line of this fucking story. I can't get all riled up now. <laughs> this story's getting horny too quick. Have you, oh, have you I seen, to... I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. Of course. When it Bozo dubbed over? I don't remember that one. It's the one where he's like, everyone's sharing YouTube clips, and he's like, I have a YouTube clip. And he, like, he doesn't have one the first time. And the second one, he's like, I got one. And he's like, type in Bozo dubbed over. And they're like, this was uploaded one hour ago or something like that. And he's like, yeah, check it out. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like Bozo walking around, and he's just going, he's dubbing over the clown. He's like, oh, I hope I don't jack off. And he's just walking around saying that. <laughs> and people are like, <laughs> and people are like did you make this video and he's like no this is like it's really funny it's like bozo dubbed over and they're like who's dubbing over for bozo and they're like no bozo's dubbing over for himself it's what he wanted to say at the time but he couldn't because he was on tv and he's like oh look at this fucking mail man i'm gonna jack off on him and it's like everyone's like what the fuck's going on it's so funny. oh man i love tim robinson you gotta go he's check great. that out it's real good so uh, most whiteface clowns wear bright multicolored clothing so they can be seen well and let you know right out the gates that they are indeed a goddamn clown. See, that's, that's um, bullshit because I've hit 12 clowns with my car already. They shouldn't be walking on the highway at night and they're not were wearing – they little one? They weren't wearing their bright clothes. Like the, the little ones that fit into the car? <laughs> yeah, I got in one. The compact ones? I got in one car accident and I killed 48 clowns. <laughs> <laughs> I just meant they're not wearing their bright clothes sometimes, and they're hard to see on the freeways. Yeah. <laughs> on the highways. They're on the freeways. <laughs> so uh, so they also usually accent their face with large features, including eyes, mouth, and a bald cap pushing their uh, wild wig out to the side. Oh, that's right. Um, they do have the bald cap. Yeah. So now... Face paint is incredibly important to identifying what type of clown you got on your hands there. Whoop, whoop. Um, 
So we're going to move on, and the next clown is the August clown. Oh, so, uh, the the I like a the seasonal August clown. clown. Oh, it's not a seasonal clown. Well, no, it's not August. It's <laughs> it's close. It's spelled differently. Oh. It's probably. Fr- I feel like they all come from French. I thought he threw um, pumpkin spice lattes at you or something. Yeah, he's very fancy. So uh, the August clown wears white around the eyes and mouth and covers the rest of their exposed skin with a nasty, fleshy-colored grease paint base. Ooh. So it's like they're usually like super, like a really like weird, like Donald Trump skin. It's not like a realistic skin, but it's it's like kind of a skin. He's like the clown you don't want to wrestle because he's so greased up, smelling like bacon. Oh yeah, maybe you do. Yeah, exactly. Wrestle, actually. Oh, I bet that would smell good afterwards. <laughs> so uh, they also generally have uh, large face, like they have like the large uh, noses, like the fake noses. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are also seen with their lower lip painted red or black and large exaggerated eyebrows. Okay. So can you kind of picture which ones I'm talking about? I think so. They got the big arches like for their eyebrows. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, I'm getting kind of, I'm kind of getting thrown off by the bottom, the dark bottom lip. That's kind of a weird little accent I've never noticed. Yeah, I'm sure if you look back, you'd see like, oh yeah, I guess they do. Maybe I'll uh, Google August clown and see what comes up. Mm. So they uh, they may also wear a colorful wig, just like the white face. Oh fuck! And I, see it. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Or a uh, bald top wig with the hair on the sides, you know, a classic look. Mm-hmm. And their costume usually have uh, very bright colors and are frequently too large for their body. So they, they, they're pretty similar to whiteface. The, the main difference is that they, uh, they don't have the white, the white face paint all over. They have like a more of a skin fleshy kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, and you know what I love about these clowns that I'm looking at right now that is so underappreciated? The really fucking long tie. I love yeah. the long tie. You love getting text messages too, I hear. <laughs> oh, that was a clown. He's saying, I have a long tie for you. Can I come over? Okay, so <laughs> it, was, it was important to the story. Okay, good. So in the, uh, in the 20th century, the August clown was a stupid and clumsy character and couldn't figure out how to get anything done right. Or uh, or they were the victim of pranks pulled by the white face clown. Oh. So they're kind of just losers. Um, <laughs> Loser fucking clowns. But uh, but as this website that I'm that I did my article off of uh, that takes this very seriously states, clowning is a creative art that is constantly evolving. So uh, by the end of the century, the August clown has evolved to the point where it. Uh, it sometimes it's like it's comedy stuff is interchangeable with the white face clown. And so sometimes they're pulling the nasty little stinker pranks. <laughs> so they're the time came for them to rise up. All right. They, they have a little more power these days. So like I said, the great clown war of 1612. I'm not making this up. No, you're not. So now we, uh, now we get to talk about my favorite of the clowns, the dirty little stinky boy known as the Tramp Clown. Ooh, Do you know go- which ones they are? No, I'm Googling them, though. Tramp Clown. The, the Tramp Clown oh, yeah, uh, yeah, was inspired by homeless hobo. people. Yeah, they're fucking hobos. <laughs> they're fucking hobos, dude. <laughs> they have patches all over oh. their suit. They're hobos. I mean, what's funnier than people less fortunate? 
God, this isn't. If you think about it, this, isn't really bad taste. Yeah, it's it's awful. It's like it's it's really bad. Uh, you know, they always, you always see them with like the stick in the handkerchief. Yeah, like, uh, it's called a tied stick up and as a. Yeah. Sometimes so, they're smoking a cigar, um, but like you're wondering how they got the cigar, and then you get up close and you realize it's just a piece of shit hanging out of their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it is on fire, though. Don't don't get that mistaken. It is on fire. <laughs> Makes it stink um, more. Yeah. <laughs> So the uh, the tramp clown uh, paints white around their mouth and also white around the eyes, and uh, the, and they also are known for um, they for painting like a beard or yeah. a thick like five o'clock five shadow o'clock shadows. But I was about to say, yeah, yeah, um, and they have clothes that are either patched up in a ridiculous amount or tattered and torn, just to really push the whole. Hey, he is a homeless clown. Uh, David, I, I'm not gonna lie. So, it's gonna be very hard for me to pick pictures for the Instagram because they're all so fucking good. I know they are. Oh they're so God. good. So uh, the tramp is another clown with subclasses, which include singing tramps, juggling tramps, tramp magicians, silent tramps, tramp monologists, whoa, um, skating tramps, <laughs> tramp artists and a tramp pianist and i'm sure there's more to that list um you could just really pick any word and put tramp either in front of it or behind it and you got one tramp trampolinists <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's out there they exist. and i bet that trampoline has just patches all over it <laughs> it's, it's so, dangerous uh, don't call it the trampoline <laughs> so the next clown we are discussing is the character clown so uh, this category of clown only, only, and I mean only, exists in clown competitions. Oh, okay. Which exist. I see him. And uh, so this character clown is a clown who depicts a specific occupation like a cop clown. Yeah. Or a basketball player clown or a doctor clown and etc. I see a firefighter but, clown right here. There you go. But, and I mean, this is a strong but right here. A tramp clown is not a character clown. And I will shirtless fist fight anybody in my backyard (laughs) if they try to say otherwise. Don't you dare try to drag those tramp clowns into that character (laughs) clown bullshit. Because they're actually... You you keep that to competitive stuff only, people. Because they're, if you think about it, they're the exact opposite of a character clown. They have no occupation. (laughs) They're fucking... (laughs) Homeless clowns. <laughs> They're the exact opposite. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you could say that. Um, so the, the next clown is the classic mime clown, which you kind of talked about earlier. And I'm sure we can all picture what that is. But to my surprise, there is actually a difference between a mime and a mime clown. Okay. Uh, so the mime clown takes on the usual mime look with a striped shirt, suspenders, white gloves, black beret, and white face paint that leaves the neck bare. That's the important part, is that the face paint is only on the face. It doesn't connect to the neck like a white face would. So it's a lazy fucking clown. Or a cheap clown that doesn't want to waste, you know, the grease paint. It's true. Probably expensive. Yeah. So um, the mime clown usually spices up the old school mime look and will add uh, other paint onto the white face to make it, like, you know, a little different from just a mime. Mm Mm-hmm. So now, Tobin, can I get a yeehaw? Yeehaw. 
That's right. We're talking about rodeo clowns. Oh. The bad boys. Overall. The bad boys overalls. of the group. Well, hold on. Don't you need make make that singular. We'll get into that. Overall. So uh the they are the bad boys of the group who aren't afraid to take a bull's horn right through the chest. Uh the rodeo clown right is a very specialized dick. Yeah, right. <laughs> That big old, big old meaty hey, white clown hey, dick. David, I got a question. How far down do you think that paint goes? <laughs> <laughs> so you, you stop that. <laughs> so the rodeo clown is a very specialized branch of the clowning world. Some rodeo clowns use the tramp or August style makeup. And uh, there are two types of rodeo clowns. The barrel clown yes. and the bullfighter. I like barrel clown. Well, you know what they do? They crawl into a barrel and they let the bull hit the barrel, right? Wow. I didn't expect you to know that. So the barrel clown uses a large before. padded. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you have. I actually have. The barrel. Okay. So the barrel clown uses a large padded metal barrel as their home base in the center of the arena. They lure the bull into attacking the barrel and then they brace themselves inside the barrel to survive the impact. That does not sound very fun. Okay, um, the other option is not a barrel. <laughs> that's true. So let's let's dive into the other option. So a bullfighter clown will often wear a shirt made or a skirt made from ripped up jeans sewn together, being held up by not two but one suspender. Oh, you're right. And that is so then they can slip off the skirt easily if it gets caught on a bull's horn. And it's also easy access from all the fucking they do with their fans after the show. <laughs> with that clown dick. You know what's interesting? We gotta get our hands up. We can we get like a clown a clown fan in here to see if the how far down the grease paint goes? I'm sure there's certain websites you can search we'll, that on. We'll zoom we'll zoom call them in and then they'll have like clown paint around their mouth and we're like, hmm. Where'd that why is it only around your lips? And they'll be like, Oh, don't don't worry about that. So, uh, okay, we're going to keep going. Uh, Most rodeo clowns wear protective pads under their outfits and use cleated shoes to give an edge on the dirt. Okay. Yeah, a little traction. Yeah, smart. Yeah. So the next clown is the jester clown, better known um, as the court jester or fool. The jesters were uh, historical entertainers from the medieval and renaissance eras, who were members of the household of a nobleman or a monarch employed to entertain him and his guest. They were also known for entertaining people at the markets and fairs. They're kind of like the world's first stand-up comics, if you really kind of think about it. Yeah, who would get killed if their jokes weren't funny? Yeah, you gotta fucking bring your A-game. Or there goes your clown penis. Yep, it's lobbed off and fed to the boars. (laughs) Hurry, take his one overall off. I have to chop that off. That wasn't funny. <laughs> so, uh, uh, how about the children, huh? For the, what about the children? Be a child clown. Well, <laughs> there is a style of clowning for the kids, and that is a junior Joey clown. The clowns get their name to honor Joseph Grimaldi, the famous early 1800 stage actor and clown. The catch is about junior about junior Joey clowns 
is that the clown must be from the ages of about seven, and I can't stress that enough that it said about seven, (laughs) to mid-teens in age. But screw that. You know, I say screw that to the age seven. I want a newborn baby clown (laughs) who can make me laugh. Is that too much to ask? Okay, so first I was kind of confused because I thought you meant it was like a clown for children, not an actual child clown. So I'm looking, and I'm, like, really scared now because it's literally just a bunch of children dressed as clowns. I found my new fear. Holy shit. Yeah, that's that's ten times worse than Pennywise's. Sounds like they're a junior bacon junior cheeseburger. Joey. Those JJCs really get under me. <laughs> they really boil my blood. They really scare the heebie-jeebies out of me. So uh, we're gonna. I can't stress enough. There, there are so many goddamn clowns on this list. <laughs> How many more clowns do we have? <laughs> well, we can't miss our next clown. And the best way that I can describe a describe this one, which is called a clown light, would be when uh, Michael Scott from The Office tried to do a sexy Santa in the <laughs> holiday episode. <laughs> yeah, and then he became Jesus after that. I think. Yeah. Um, so the the clown light. I like how it's named like a fucking cell phone. It's not not the light clown, but the clown light. Sounds like a beer. Um. Yeah. So this is a sexy, sleek, low paint and and low aesthetic clown. Um. They usually only paint the eyes and mouth with, and then wear a fake nose. Oh, yep. I see one. Right so here. Mi- I see this little fucker. So. Yeah, like minimal makeup. Um, they usually don't wear the wild colors, but more of a bachelor style clothing, like a nice sport jacket. Uh, clown light are uh, popular in warmer climates due to wearing a lighter get up. Probably get a lot of like clown lights in like Florida. Yeah, or uh, yeah, definitely. Or another Florida. tropical climate, Puerto Rico. See, I want <laughs> I want to think that in Florida you get a lot of the normal clowns, but God, they're just sweating profusely and on the brink of just death. Um, and speaking, yeah, I mean, they have to be if they're in Florida. People who aren't clowns in Florida are like that already. Um, but I watched a documentary. Exactly, I watched a documentary on Hulu, and um, there's a fucking clown called um, Wrinkles the Clown, and. Okay. Did you watch that? You have to. You have to watch it. No. The documentary is great. His name is Wrinkles the Clown. If you type him in, he's fucking terrifying. But you, you got <laughs> okay. to check him out every once in a while. You know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Sorry, I'm, I don't want to. So, I don't uh, be here teaching you about clowns. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. I'll I'll let you do your your own part in a moment. <laughs> so then there are you know of course creepy clowns, a uh, newer form of the art. And uh, they are the creepy clowns who are pretty self-explanatory and their styles are very uh, loosely um, based off the image of, you know, the classic clowns, but made spookier with dark colors and fake blood paint. Uh, These clowns are also, yeah, these clowns are a huge reason uh, for the clown phobia itself. And... uh, and that you know, that's just how the nasty boys like it. You know, you see those guys at the around Halloween at those those uh those fun mazes and stuff. Oh yeah, jumping out at but you. But I guess Yeah, but they've at least been recognized to having their own um their own like Avenue. category yeah. and like Yeah. 
So uh, we got one last clown category here, but I figured I'd let you explain it since you've already done so before, and that would be the clowns of the insane posse. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. we're talking about uh, Shaggy 2-Dope and Violent J. So if you guys don't know about Shaggy 2-Dope uh, and Violent J, um, they are the, the, the two that make up the insane clown posse. They wear white makeup on their face, and they have this very distinct black um, makeup that almost kind of forms a smile. They kind of it's like a smile coming out the sides of their mouth, and then they have like lines going um, over their eyes as well. And then they have spiky hair. They look like they use the gel that comes in the really big vat at the dollar store, the really goopy blue stuff, you know. But um, it's very interesting too because. All of the Juggalos, they have different variations of the face paint, but the the Shaggy G Up and Violent J, they have they both have like their distinct looks of the white face with the with the black design over it, but then it changes color sometimes. They have oh, that's fine. Yeah, they they do red sometimes. Uh, so do the Juggalos. The Juggalos themselves, they do their completely whatever design they want, but it always has like the white base for the most part, and then like some other design over that. But they also have a lot of different. Um, groups like Twisted and uh, and we got some other groups here. I can't really read them right now. I don't know where they are, but um, th- th- they they also wear uh, the, the insane clown posse face makeup. But it's it's their it's their calling card. It's what they're most known for. Um, it, it's really great. I actually just watched the Parks and Rec um, uh, thirty minute special for the COVID nineteen. Uh, donations oh yeah yeah and there's a part where jerry doesn't know how to work the work the zoom call <laughs> and he accidentally puts an icp juggalo makeup filter over his face yeah it was beautiful so it was a nice little shout out to the jugs so um oh yeah yeah can't get enough of i that. mean th- that's the clown i aspire to be you know in life and in death whoop, whoop. Whoop, yeah whoop, whoop, whoop. Whoop. So now before we finish up, I want to go over a few uh, clown lingos so you guys don't embarrass yourself at Thanksgiving when you're trying to talk to your nephew who just spent six years, six grueling years at an intensive clown education. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's a long list. So I just cu- grabbed a couple. So um, they got a term called a blow-off, um, <laughs> which is the visual punchline of a clown gag or joke. Okay. Um, there is the boss clown, oh. big fan of boss clown, and, uh, they are the, the clown responsible for coordinating both, uh, the clowns and the various gags in the show. Oh, they're, okay, so, they literally uh, are the boss clown. Yeah, I mean, all, all bosses are clowns, man. Oh, dude, fuck corporate world, fuck that. Oh, oh. So then we have a, a carpet clown. <laughs> um, who is a clown who works among the audience. Oh, um, I like that. Then we have, uh, yeah, we got the Circus Report, <laughs> which is the name of a bi-weekly circus trade magazine. And where do I subscribe? <laughs> I have it on my Kindle. You want me to send it to you? <laughs> yeah. Well, can you share that to me? Um, so then we have the, the Clown Alley, which is uh, where the clowns get dressed and where all the props are hidden. Oh, there's some other um, stuff that, that goes down in Clown Alley that we don't talk about. 
Exactly. I was hoping you would mention that because I didn't want to say it. <laughs> See, um, David's too close to the clown world. He's going to have a lot of repercussions. I can say whatever I want. I'm on the outside of the clown world. Exactly. I can't really risk anything at this point. <laughs> so then we've got a Joey. Oh. A Joey is a mischievous uh, white face clown. Oh, okay. Um, this one's my favorite. I saved it for last. Stars and Stripes Forever is a code, a lingo. Oh. Stars and Stripes Forever. You want to take a wild swing at what the fuck that means? Mm, I'm going to say you're American. <laughs> Something like that. Um, so what that means is the band reserved this March song, which, so I guess stars and tribes forever is a marching band song. And, uh, it's reserved as a signal that an emergency has come up calling for all of the clowns to come out, running out from the alley, directing public attention away from the emergency for the audience to be evacuated. So when the lion gets loose or an elephant starts sitting on people, They play this song to get the clowns to come no out way. and try to distract people. Oh, my God. That's so interesting, <laughs> actually. That's like the little insider. Maybe I should just show yeah. up to my next clown event, just bring my boombox and just mid, mid, mid clown play, just hit it, you know? Yeah. See what they do? Watch them scatter. But it's really great to have if like you shit your pants on stage and you need to pull out the song. Like, hurry, divert them. I don't want to see yeah. my clown shit. And the clowns start coming out from the audience that were just spectating and they help. People start turning into fucking clowns and the song comes on. They're like, where clowns? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So, so now, Tobin, I hope you were writing all this down because it's time for a quiz. Oh, fuck. I'm going to start naming some famous clowns and I need you to tell me what type of clown they okay. are. So, I got an easy one here. Um, but they, I, I, I am looking for a specific answer. Mm-hmm. And so we'll start off with Pennywise. What type of clown is Pennywise? Ooh, Pennywise. Pennywise has, um, he has the bald cap going on for sure. Um, yeah, that's not an August clown. That is a fuck. I forgot the fucking name. Can I have some options real quick? I'll, I'll just give you this one. It's a white face. Okay, that's a white. You got to think about when the whole head is painted white. Oh, that's a whole white head. Face. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So uh, I got another one here. <clears throat> hey, kids, it's me. I bet you thought that I was dead. Oh, from that's that, right, from Billy Madison. What type of clown was the clown on stilts at Billy Madison's party who fell and cracked his head open? <laughs> and he died. Um, <laughs> hmm. That's oh, it makes me so happy that you got that immediately. <laughs> that is for sure an August clown. That's true. That's correct. You got that one yes. right. So uh, we got another deep cut here in TV hit show Modern Family. Cam was very passionate about clown work and might have actually been the inspiration for this story because I saw one episode where he just started like listing off the different types of clowns. <laughs> Cam does a birthday party as his character, Fizbo. What type of clown was Fizbo? Oh, fuck. Mm. You know what? I haven't seen what Fizbo looks like. Google it real quick. Okay, Fizbo. Fizbo. Modern family. F-I-Z-B-O. Family. Fizbo. Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> Fuck. That is... Is that... Is that clown light? 
No. Damn it. No. No. So I did see two images, but I, from what I remember oh, in was the that episode, the hobo there was one more specific one. Because he has patches one. on his pants. See, I, I honestly, I wanted to give him uh, the the tramp, but I'm gonna say he's an August clown. Okay, so he is based on the face. Yeah, but his pants are a little bit uh, tramp like, and his hat too. Yeah, his hat is curled. I, you know, maybe I'll give you that. Maybe he's a tramp. Okay, okay. I, you know, I, I just I needed more patches on the coat. <laughs> you know, that's fair. That's fair. His tie game's good though. So, yeah. All right, so here's a classic. What type of clown is Ronald McDonald? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Scary clown. Come That's on. That's a scary clown. No, um, fuck. What is he? He's... What type of crown is he? What kind of crown? What all the French fries? I need to look at him again. Look at this. Uh, Ronald McDonald. You don't have a mental image of Ronald McDonald. Oh, you live a block from a McDonald's. Dude, he's not there anymore. They got rid of him. He scared everybody. <laughs> um, fuck. I have fucking no idea. Oh, he has the big arching eyebrows. What's that one? You're thinking way too hard at this he's one. White face. Yeah. Fuck. The classic white face. Got the red, the red hair, the red smile, the red nose. You can't see any other part so of his body. So let's end this. I know. Well, he's got the big shoes too. True, but he's all socks. He's, he's the... all socks and sleeves. That boy's all socks. Dude, it's so fucking weird. I never realized that he only wears one big fucking jumpsuit. Yeah. What the fuck? I've never really looked at him before, <laughs> I guess. This is horrible. The longer you look at him, the worse it oh gets. Oh my god, you know what's even worse? The fucking fake ones that you have to like sit next to on the bench? Oh my god. Oh yeah. You know they're going to come alive. Oh, they're the worst. So I'm going to end this with one last one, and I know it's your favorite clown. What type of clown was Pogo? Yes, that's exactly what I was going to bring up. That is a fucking scary clown. You want to tell people who Pogo was? Pogo is John Wayne fucking Gacy's clown, the serial killer. He used to yep. fucking handcuff people, kids that like would work for him, and then he'd fucking kill them and then bury them underneath his house. And that guy is exactly who I was going to bring up in the beginning that ruined clowns for everybody, in my opinion, yep. from that day. I figured that's what you are going to talk about. Yeah, Pogo was really weird, but he had a different thing going on too because if you look at Pogo – he has diamonds over his eyes, which I guess John Wayne Gacy said that like that was his signature look that he had like di- blue diamonds over his eyes, and that's what made yeah. his clown different from. I just typed in Pogo McDonald. Oh my fucking god! Why did I do that? <laughs> god, I have McDonald on the brain. God, John Wayne Gacy is so fucking creepy. You know what the worst thing is? He has the same birthday as me. So yeah, I know we're really close. Really, really close. Best friends. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so what type of clown is Pogo? Um, He looks like a white face clown to me, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely a white face. Yep. Fucking so scary. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I think that... <laughs> so that's, that's, my, that's my clown extravaganza. Oh, my God. Well, I think I might have a new fear I didn't know about. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now my search history is fucked. 
Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, thank you guys for sticking around and listening to all of our clown and blood stories. Um, we, we appreciate you guys doing that. If you guys want any more information, go to campstrange.com and check out all the hyperlinks. Uh, we have merch. If you like to leave a review, we would love that on iTunes. If you guys want to send us anything, send it to campstrange at gmail.com. Oh, sorry. Campstrangepodcast at gmail.com. And, um... Yeah, share it with your friends. If you if they if you have any clown loving friends, tell us tell them about us. You know, because we have all the vital information and we're old pros when it comes to clowns. So, um, David, what else do we have for these fine people? Um, I got a lion with a mullet wearing some sunglasses. Mm, I have the longest tie you ever done seen. It goes a wrap between your legs and back over your shoulders. Long tie. What color is it? It's Shwim. It's a new color. You don't know about it. Oh, my God. Shwim. You know how crazy that should be if we found a new color? (sighs) Fuck everything up. I mean... (laughs) I mean, all you have to do is go to, like, uh, the paint swatches at, like, Home Depot and then pick out a color that doesn't have a name yet, right? I don't think so. Fuck. They all got names. Eggshell. I got a... I got a bird talon keychain for good luck. I have Tiny Tim's crutches. He don't have them no more. How small are they? One leg shorter than the other, so they're kind of, like, one smaller than the other. I've got a I've got a Twitter account for sale that has six followers. I have David's dirty laundry, and I, and I, it's next to the gum statue I built out of I built of him in my closet, like the one in Hey Arnold. Do you mean? Do you mean literally it's my laundry or like the saying like you know my secrets? No, no, no. I have your dirty laundry. I dress up this gum statue that I have in my closet, like in Hey Arnold. No. Oh. Mm, that's good. The underwear like already had gum in it, surprisingly. Hmm. Mm. Chocolate pudding and gum. I got, a, I got a miniature Bill Watterson who's drawing Calvin and Hobbes magazines, and he lives in a birdhouse. I have a miniature Bill Withers, and he says it's a lovely day. Lovely day. Lovely day. Lovely day. All right, I think that's okay, it. Okay, cool. Okay, well... Uh, this has gone too long. Okay, well, thank you guys for <laughs> tuning in. Dave, do you have anything to say before we leave? Oh, boy. Wash your hands with lava. And don't forget to... Stay strange. <laughs>